Hey friends, and welcome to episode three of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. This is your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today I'm diving deep into the foundation of solid time management. In a nutshell, without this, all of the time blocking, task batching, and getting organized in the world won't move the needle on your ability to get things done or cut back on the amount of stress in your life. Yep, it's that big of a deal. Setting up a calendar system is one of the first places I start with my time management clients, because without a consistent method for managing your calendar, you're gonna be stuck in the hamster wheel of overwhelm and constantly refreshing your brain like a browser with too many tabs open. And you know what happens when you have too many tabs open. You start moving slower and slower until everything just crashes. By the end of the episode, you'll know why you need a calendar system, what a good one looks like, and how you can create your own. We'll talk about paper versus digital, and even some tips for choosing a paper planner. I'll be honest, I get pretty detailed in this episode, but I encourage you to listen and take it all in. All of the details and the step-by-step can be found in the show notes over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash three, just the number three. There's even a totally free bonus checklist to help you get started. Trello, the online task management tool that I use to keep my life together, is basically my calendar's BFF. This is where my to-do lists live, so I never have to rewrite it from scratch or keep it in my head. If you want to try out Trello for free, head over to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Trello. That's T-R-E-L-L-O. And if you enjoy this episode, I hope you'll take a moment to click the subscribe button if you haven't yet and write a review on iTunes. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find out about It's About Time. You might even hear your review in a future episode like this one from Kay Van Nola, who was so kind to leave me a review after listening to my trailer. Kay Van Nola wrote, can't wait. Super excited about this podcast. Anna is a rock star. Can't wait to hear tips on balancing it all since she makes it look so easy. Kay Van Nola, thank you so much. You're the rock star and it seriously means the world that you take the time to cheer me on as I'm getting started. I don't know about making it look easy, but I hope that you find helpful tips in each episode for living a more intentional, stress-free life. And with that, it's about time we get started, so here we go. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. A place for everything and everything in its place. I remember hearing that from my mom years ago as she'd pick up and rearrange things, walking into my slightly cluttered but never altogether messy room. Sure, there were times my room looked like a tornado hit it during my high school years. Pom-poms on the floor next to muddy overalls from feeding the pig. 
Oh, yeah. By the way, I raised pigs in high school to show in the state fair, but I'll save that story for another day. But for the most part, I kept things in order. Finding order in chaos has always kind of been my thing. Even when I was in fourth grade and would organize my friend Amanda's room while she watched reruns of Saved by the Bell. I just couldn't help myself. Anyway, a place for everything and everything in its place is something I can definitely get behind now that I'm an adult with my own family and a full schedule. But now it's all about finding ways to cut back on mental clutter. You know what I mean. It's that feeling of overwhelm when you're trying to remember and keep track of too many things in your head. You're constantly worrying that you've forgotten something, so you jot it down on a sticky note real quick and then promptly lose the sticky note in a sea of other sticky notes, papers, and unfinished to-do lists. You tell yourself, "Ugh, I just, I have too much going on, but I can't slow down and fix this. I just have to keep pushing forward. One day, when things slow down, I'll get organized. Spoiler alert, things are not going to slow down. It's up to you to make time to get organized even if it's little by little. So what does organizing mental clutter even look like? It's not like you can install a color-coded filing cabinet in your head. And you know what? You shouldn't, because your head isn't where all of that stuff belongs anyway. We want to get it out of your head and somewhere else. Somewhere more reliable and consistent. Somewhere that you can check in when you need to and give yourself and your brain a break. That somewhere is the most important foundation for good time management and living well. A calendar system. So first off, I don't want the word system to intimidate you. I know that system can sound kind of cold or technical or official. I honestly haven't come up with a better way to describe it. But if you like the word method or philosophy better, go with that. And If you can think of something better to call it, I'm all ears. Pop over to the podcast community on Facebook, abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community, and give me your suggestions. But for now, a calendar system has the potential to be your new BFF. Having a solid calendar system almost feels like having an assistant because everything you need to know has a place and you know exactly where to find it. When you're using your calendar consistently, life moves more smoothly. You feel less worried or anxious, and you can more clearly communicate with your family, friends, and coworkers. If feeling frazzled has become a way of life for you, I can promise there is a better way. So let's start by talking about the difference between a calendar and a calendar system. A calendar Whether it lives between the covers of a beautifully designed paper planner or virtually in the cloud and viewed on a screen, a calendar is a tool. As much as we wish that tools like apps, planners, and big dry erase wall calendars were the simple answer to our problems, the fact of the matter is that we have to use them. We have to use them well, and we have to use them consistently. Buying a fresh planner won't help you get the right things done. Downloading a productivity app won't cut back on your obligations or make it any easier to say no. Hanging a calendar on the wall where you can see it won't get you out the door on time. 
and setting a reminder alarm on your phone doesn't set your priorities for you. It's kind of like a gym membership. It only works if you do the work and show up consistently. A calendar system, on the other hand, is how you use your calendar or a combination of calendars, apps, and planners to manage your time by prioritizing, recording, and referencing how you'll spend the hours and minutes in your days and weeks. And like I said, don't let the word system freak you out. I'll keep it simple because we don't have time for complicated. A tip-top calendar system looks like putting all of your appointments in the same place, using a digital calendar that can be accessed quickly, updated easily, viewed across multiple devices, and shared with others, adding the right details to your appointments, using the matching app on your smartphone or tablet, using your paper planner or a journal to plan and not as a reference. I'll get into this a little more in just a bit, but I need you to know that I love paper planners. I use mine every single day as a part of my calendar system. I am pro digital, but there is still room for a beautiful paper planner in your life. I promise. First, choose your digital calendar. And if you're a paper planner lover, I'm going to ask that you don't tune me out just yet and to please be open-minded. Maybe after this episode, you'll decide to stick 100% with your paper planner, and that's totally cool. The best calendar system is the one that you'll actually use. But here are some of the benefits to using a digital calendar. Digital calendars like Google Calendar, Outlook, and iCal live in the cloud. So if you leave your paper planner in a doctor's office waiting room, an airplane, a hotel room, or in your cart at Target, you risk losing everything. If you lose your phone or your laptop, all of your appointments and reminders still exist somewhere. Digital calendars can be viewed across multiple devices. You can add an appointment to your digital calendar while sitting at your desk, and then your smartwatch can alert you when it's almost time for that thing to start. You can add a doctor's appointment to your phone before you walk out of the office and then open it on your iPad later that day to add some details you don't want to forget. Wherever you are and whatever device you have with you, you always have everything at your fingertips. Appointments on digital calendars are easily shareable. So you can invite your significant other to appointments that they should be aware of or attend with you. So as an example, I add birthday party invites to the calendar and invite Scott. I add dinners with my girlfriends to the calendar and invite Scott so he knows that he's got to be available to hang out with Camilla Jane during that time. I invite him to family events like Thanksgiving at my parents' house, as well as time blocks for travel time so he'll know when we'll be on the road. Using a digital calendar and sharing appointments is huge for our communication about where we'll be and what we'll be doing. There are rarely any surprises and we always know what's going on. You can more clearly and easily make changes in a digital calendar. Need to move an appointment? No whiteout, scratching out, or erasing required. You can usually just drag and drop or manually change the time and date if you need to. And I know that we're supposed to embrace imperfection, but honestly, a cluttered planner full of scribbles and scratch outs just stresses me out. There are a lot of other great advantages to a digital calendar, but I'll end with this one. 
They're so much better for those in the moment times when you need to make a quick decision. A friend of mine who works in sales and travels a lot shared with me that her boss actually forbid her from bringing her paper planner with her on sales meetings. Her planner was bursting at the seams, filled with little pieces of paper, unfinished to-do lists, letters from her kids' school, and even though she told herself she was being organized, she could never find anything quickly when she needed to. She was late for appointments, never had all the details she needed, and it was affecting her work. For a while, she tried to take pictures of her planner pages to use while on the road, but as appointments change, as they often do, that didn't work either. Moving to a digital calendar and actually using it was a game changer for her. Now she can quickly reference where she needs to be, add new appointments, and her smartwatch buzzes 15 minutes before her next one to help her stay on track. When it comes to choosing a digital calendar, Google Calendar is my favorite but Outlook and iCal are also great. If you can keep both life stuff and work stuff on the same type of calendar, even if you have to have two different accounts like a personal Gmail and a work Gmail, even better. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done but sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Okay, so now that you've chosen your digital calendar, it's time to get it set up. Even if you're already a pro at using your digital calendar, you don't want to miss this step. One of the reasons why we get so overwhelmed, even when we have a pretty organized calendar, is because we're looking at way too much. Our brain doesn't know what to process first. We open up our calendar and we see 
birthdays, work meetings, our kids' dance practice, soccer practice, reminders to change the AC filter, small group meetings, and it, it's just a lot. That's why I recommend having two to three separate calendars within your digital calendar to cut down on the mental clutter. One calendar for life, one for work, and one for reminders. Okay, so you might be thinking, wait, what? Multiple calendars? Do I need to create multiple accounts? How does this work? This sounds like more work. Don't worry. It's actually pretty simple. In Google Calendar, iCal, and Outlook, you have the option to create a new calendar. Add one, name it work or life or reminders, and you're good to go. Put work stuff on the work calendar, family and life stuff on the life calendar, and birthdays, anniversaries, and other recurring things like a reminder to give the dog monthly heartworm medicine on the reminder calendar. Then when you need to make work decisions, you can turn on or toggle on only the work calendar and the life stuff and the reminders are hidden. Boom, less mental clutter, more focus, more efficiency, and more results. Same thing when you want an overview of all of your family or friend stuff for the week. Turn off work and reminders and you can focus in on the life stuff. If you like to send birthday cards like I do, you can turn off life and work and get a quick look at all the birthdays coming up on your reminders calendar and make a note to buy cards. Okay, one note about the reminders. You might be thinking, but what about the reminders app on my phone? Great question. Your reminders calendar is for stuff that repeats regularly. That could be stuff like birthdays, anniversaries, monthly mortgage or rent payments, flea, tick, and heartworm medicine for your pets, washing your makeup brushes, changing out your shower poof, swapping out your AC filter, a reminder to schedule Christmas card picks every year in early November so they're ready in time to order Christmas cards, reminders to pay quarterly taxes for your small business, Really, anything that happens on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, or yearly basis that you don't want to forget. Don't get me wrong. The Reminders app on your phone can be really great too. It's just perfect for one and done kind of things. One more thing. Don't feel like you have to stop at just these three. Work, life, and reminders. Before Camilla started daycare, I created a babysitter calendar that Scott and I shared so we both knew which babysitter was coming on which day, how long we'd have her, and her phone number in case of emergency. I love talking with Scott during the day, but I'd rather check in about how his day is going than have a back and forth about what time the babysitter has to leave. This way, it was all in the calendar. And then when Camilla started daycare, we deleted it and moved on. Adding the babysitter calendar was amazing for us, but I do encourage you to keep your calendars as simple as possible. When we overcomplicate things for ourselves, we're more likely to get overwhelmed and give up. So keep it simple. And speaking of babysitter details, even a well-designed digital calendar setup won't help you if you don't include the right details. If the goal is to give your brain a break, let your calendar do the remembering for you. Ask yourself, what do I need to know about this appointment to be completely prepared? A trick I learned while managing the schedule of a congressman on Capitol Hill was to name each appointment with the type of appointment and a short description of what it was. 
and I'll include an example of what this looks like in the show notes. So in all caps, I put the word meeting, a colon, and the nonprofit's name that, there, that he was meeting with. Or in all caps, I'd put fundraiser and then include the name of the honoree. If an appointment was optional, I'd add FYI in all caps as a heads up that he could skip it if he needed a break. This way, the congressman, chief of staff, and anyone else could easily scan his calendar and understand the flow of the day. Inside the appointment was a list of everyone attending each meeting, plus their titles, and a summary of any important decisions that needed to be made during the meeting. If any reports or materials were important, I'd list those or attach them for easy access. The address and room number were given, and before the days of Waze and other GPS apps, I'd include a link to the turn-by-turn directions in MapQuest. You might not have an assistant, but your calendar can stand in as an assistant and help you cut back on mental clutter if you give it all the right details from the get-go. Be thoughtful and intentional on the front end, and everything will run just a little bit smoother. Okay, so here's the last piece of the digital calendar puzzle. This one's kind of a bonus, a nice to have. Try using the matching app on your devices. So if you're using Google Calendar, download the Google Calendar app. If you're using iCal, use the calendar app that comes standard with the iPhone, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the thing. No, this is not required. You can totally use an app that doesn't match. But the app that's made for the calendar you're using is probably going to be a lot easier to use since they were made for each other. And shouldn't we try to make things easier on ourselves however we can? Once you've got your matching app on your devices, delete any other calendar apps to avoid confusion. And if you decide you absolutely hate the new calendar app, just delete it and reinstall the old one. No big deal. It's going to be okay. Now, let's talk paper planners and journals. Yes, I am a huge advocate of using a paper planner, but not in the way you might expect. So how do you use both without duplicating your efforts? Treat your digital calendar as a reference, like a living encyclopedia of your life. It's where everything lives, and it's what you check before you make a decision about when you can add something new. Treat your paper planner as your worksheet for designing your day or outlining your week by filling in the gaps and choosing how to spend your time based on your priorities. This is what my daily paper planner routine looks like. After I write down the top five goals I'm working toward in my journal, I open my laptop and head for my Google Calendar. I survey any scheduled meetings today and in the days ahead and identify the open spots. This helps me be realistic about what exactly I can achieve during my day. Next, I open up Trello and take a look at my projects and outstanding to-dos. I choose my top three for the day, the three things that I must achieve in order to get closer to my goals, and I write those in the list section of my planner. I choose my top three for the day, the three things that I must achieve in order to get closer to my goals, and I write those on today's page of my paper planner. Then I'll pull a few more things that would be nice to do, but only after I knock out my top three. On a day with lots of meetings or coaching calls, my top three will look much different than on a wide open day. 
Once I've got my top three figured out, I decide when I'll work on each piece and draw the time blocks in my planner. Boom, day planned and I get after it. A paper planner is a perfect companion to a digital calendar for a few reasons. Choosing a top three and just a few extras requires you to be choosy and make your decisions about what's most important and what's going to get you closer to your goals. And let's do a quick sidebar on priorities. The Pareto Principle, aka the 80-20 rule, states that 80% of our outputs come from 20% of our inputs. In other words, 80% of the stuff we accomplish is a result of 20% of our activities. That just means that some stuff is just more important or worthwhile than other stuff. In your business, some stuff is going to move the needle and get you more clients than other stuff. So should you focus on redesigning your web submission forms or redesigning your business card for the eighth time? At home, some stuff is just going to make the house look cleaner than other stuff. Like when we find out someone's on our way to our house to visit, we make sure the pillows on the sofa look nice and that the throw blankets are folded instead of organizing the pantry real quick. So I encourage you to focus on the most important stuff first. What's most important? That's for you to decide. Okay, sidebar on priorities complete. We're going back to the paper planner now. (laughs) One of the best parts of writing in your paper planner is the actual writing. Handwriting your top three and drawing your time blocks fully engages your brain and it forces you to slow down and be intentional. Handwriting also activates the regions of the brain responsible for thinking, language, healing, and your working memory. I mean, that's almost better than coffee, right? This practice also keeps you from overloading your to-do list and ending your day with a huge list of unfinished things that inevitably make you feel like crap. Being realistic is key to getting the right stuff done. So what should you look for in a paper planner? Well, you actually don't need a planner at all. You could use a notebook or a blank journal for this step. If you're into bullet journaling, keep that up. But if you're in the market for a paper planner, here are some things to consider. How much space do you need? How much detail do you like to include? Those are the major factors in choosing between a daily or a weekly edition. Daily planners typically provide a page per day with space for time blocking and writing your to-do list. Weekly planners typically show a week across two pages with a little less space for detail. I've used the Emily Lay Simplified Planner Daily Edition in 2018 and 2019 and have loved it, but used a weekly edition back in 2017. Having less space forced me to be more intentional and not overload myself while I was still getting the hang of prioritization. Some weekly calendars have a vertical hour-by-hour feature too, and that was my go-to setup when I was in college. I'd map out time blocks for classes, student government meetings, sorority chapter meetings, internship time, and study time. I loved color coding, so each activity had its own highlighter color, and everything was visually organized. This was also in the early 2000s, and iPhones were still a few years away. Life was different and my time was my own, so this paper-only setup worked great for me. A few more things to consider. Good, quality, thick paper. 
I personally hate when ink bleeds through to the other side or when pages rip or tear easily. And binding, do you want foil binding or book bound? Is it gonna lay flat? Will it fit in your bag easily if you need to take it somewhere? Or will it never leave your desk so it doesn't matter? My planner rarely leaves my desk since everything I need to know about my appointments lives in my Google Calendar. Okay, wow. We've covered a lot in this episode, from the difference between a calendar and a calendar system, to how to set up your digital calendar, and what details to include, and what to look for in a paper planner. If you're serious about getting your act together, or you want to take your time management to the next level, this is the place to start. So I want to hear about your calendar system. What digital calendar do you use or paper planner? Tell me all about it over in the It's About Time podcast community on Facebook. You can join by visiting abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community. Let's share our secrets and tell each other how we do it. Let's see what we can learn from each other. And as I mentioned, all of the details about today's episode, including links to the exact paper planner I used in 2019 and my 2020 planner, as well as a bonus checklist for setting up your calendar system are in the show notes found at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash three, just the number three. Now, let me tell you a little bit about what to expect in the next episode. In episode four, I'll be sharing my secret for winning the week before it starts and how I plan my whole week in 30 minutes or less on Sundays. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.